It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Crawley and Dustin fly the W. Mark Willard, garlic fries and baseball guys. Our special Giants, Cubs, Combo, po- uh, Platter podcast here as we get ready for the series at Wrigley this weekend. Glad you're with us and we invite you to subscribe. I'd love to hear a couple of names. One who you guys already mentioned, and he's on your team now. I want to get to that in a second. But at the center of a Giants fan's mind right now is Carlos Rodon. And, and A, I'd love to know, as from a Cubs perspective, uh, in the future, your thought on a player like this, but also just because he was pitching for so long in your city. The big discussion, if Rodon opts out, which I'm sure he will, he's got a $22 million player option for next year, but it's been a healthy season. It's been an all-star season. He's going to opt out. The big discussion here is if he's going to get like 30 million over five years, is that a smart move? And I, and the way the giants do business, I think even most fans are like, ah, that takes him to age 35. That, that makes me nervous. If the market only calls for three, I'd go 30 million for, for three you know, 30 million per year for three years in a heartbeat, I would not do 30 million a year for five. Where where are you guys on this? I'm going to let Dustin take this first. Go ahead, Dustin. Yeah, I, Mark, I could not agree with you more. I mean, first, let me, let me put it, let me tap the brakes a second. I am thrilled that Carlos Rodon has gotten his health together and that he's been able to grind this out. He's having a nice year for the Giants. I have no ill will for him but he is not the type of guy that I want my favorite team, the team I cheer for, to pay $100 million. No, thank you. Absolutely not. First of all, the Cubs aren't quite there yet. And again, Carlos Rodon is not the guy. If the Giants were somehow going to be in the postseason, which probably – when would you would you give – you trust Carlos Rodon to be the game one or game seven or this – the must-win game starter? I, I don't. That that's not that's, that guy. That's interesting, it, but I can tell you here the that like yes, but we've only watched it for one year, and he's dominated. I mean, he's setting right. records for strikeouts. He's right up there in the tops of the league. One of the concerns from Giants fans is if you don't keep this guy, who's your game one starter if you make the playoffs? If you make the playoffs. The other thing that happened this morning on the Mully and Haw show is that David Haw actually put. John Lester's name and Carlos Rodon's name in the same sentence. And I almost dropped dead in the score studios. I said, the only thing those two guys have in common is their left-handed pitchers. I mean, Carlos Rodon is not going to set the compass for the next great Cubs team, but you're right, Mark, this year he's having a thing. 
but I just, I just, you know, 35 at the end of that thing. I, I go three years, 90 million. I, I could stomach that, but I don't, I don't know that that would be best for the Cubs three years, 90 million. I think they could do better with their resources of three years and $90 million. Look, Mark, uh, the way that I look at it here is we, we, we got a close look Rodon from the South side. I mean, just the yep. other side of town. I was livid when the Giants signed, when they signed Rodon because I thought he was a perfect candidate for the Cubs because hmm. the Cubs were doing these sign and flip deals. You knew they weren't going to stay with the team. And the thing we always knew is that you had injury history with Rodon, hard time staying healthy, but when he is healthy, he's a very dominant pitcher. Yep. And so to me, I said, okay, I would not want to sign this guy to a five-year deal, which is what he's at least going to want. So I was like, if you can get – I. What did you guys pay him? Like, uh, it wasn't two, it was a two, two year, 22 and a half per year, but the opt out in between the two years. Right. And so to me, that was a tailor made deal for the Cubs because they have nothing but money. Right. They have plenty of money that they could spend on this and they could have flipped him and gotten a big return. And they didn't do that. And I thought that was a huge mistake on the Cubs part, but do what I want him long-term yeah, just it's it's a lot of money for a guy that has we saw have a lot of health injuries when he was here, and so that is that was always my concern with Rodon. Yeah, I, I if he can I get totally... it somewhere, if he can get it somewhere, God bless him and his family. I just don't want it to be the Cubs giving it to him. Yeah, if it's five, I'm out. If it's three, I'm in. That's kind of the line that that I draw. But uh, I, Giants fans, I don't think need to worry about it because uh, they haven't signed anybody to a deal longer than three years since Farhan Zaidi got here. Uh, and it's year four. They've, they've, in fact, they've been incredibly hesitant to even give anybody three years. I think only three players have gotten that. So long-term deals, at least at this point, don't sound like part of, of, of their approach yet. They say that they're out there. That's on the table. They will make those offers. You guys talked about being livid when Rodon came to the giants. I can tell you, I was livid when say Suzuki went to the Cubs. That was the guy I wanted. That was the offseason signing I wanted them to make, and I thought they were going to make. Saya made some interesting statements mid-year that I guess uh, there was something actually about the city of San Francisco that made his wife a little bit uncomfortable. It's a little bit too like he had seen some things on the news about what it was like inside the city, and it was a little bit too much and, and whatnot. And so um, that, that made some headlines out here. But I'd love to know – from a couple of people who've watched every game and sort of experienced his first year, his numbers are fine. They're not gaudy, but what, what do you guys think of Seiya Suzuki? Uh, Seiya has been a great player. Um, he did have an injury that kind of hurt him a little bit, uh, uh, sliding into a base things, a pinky injury. Um, what you see with Seiya is that you have seen him kind of, it's been this constant adjustment to the league. So he, he, he came out, gangbusters in april absolutely lit the world on fire and then he kind of struggled in may and then he got injured and then so it's kind of been like he goes through these um different you know very streaky so sometimes he's hitting three four hundred for a couple weeks and then he'll go to be hitting 100 for a couple weeks and it's this back and forth game so for whatever reason a lot of times when cubs get free agents at first year is kind of a rough one it's a little bit bumpy and you've seen that with saya and, and that's not even including you know coming over to a different country a different culture and adjusting to a new league so he, i've been impressed with what i've seen from him his base running his defense has been good um and then 
when when he's on offensively, he's fun to watch. So he's a guy I think that you're, when you see him in year two, he's going to be even better. Yeah. yeah. I hope Crowley's I hope Crowley's right. I mean, he's been he's been all right. Um, one of the guys who I really love talking baseball in Chicago is Bruce Levine. And I remember when they made the signing and Bruce said, you know, if this guy hits about 275 and has 20 home runs every year and about 90 RBIs, people, I'm like, what? For the kind of money and the investment, you, he's got to do better than that. Now, I don't think he's, again, the linchpin of the Cubs getting back into uh, National League contention. He's a nice piece. I think he'd be on a, a really good Cub team. He'd be a great fixture out in right field, plays some good defense, has some power. I think he's got a lot of good baseball smarts, acumen. I, he really lost me when probably how long did he miss? Six weeks with that finger, at least. Yeah, he, he I, missed, I mean, yeah. I mean, when he it's a it's a finger, man. Come on, six weeks for a little finger. And I know the Cubs stink out loud. I get that. And maybe if the Cubs were in contention. He wouldn't be acting that way. But when you're the brand new guy and you're the highest paid brand new guy, at least for this Cubs fan, and I'm guessing the listeners of this Cubs podcast, you got to you gotta at least show up. You know, availability is a big part of it. What, yeah, what was the home run he just hit? Was that number 12 this year? I believe 12 or 13. And he's hit a yeah. couple. He's hit a couple in just the last week or so. So the power numbers are not where I thought they would be. I thought he'd be at least 20 this year. And, um, and, 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 and the yeah, thing, ahead, though, to, to kind of keep in mind is that when the Cubs did have all their guys, Baez, Brian, Schwarber, you know, you had a lot of three true outcomes, strikeout, walk, home run. And what you're looking, what they were looking to do is diversify their lineup a little bit. And so Saya isn't a guy that's going to give you 30 runs, you know, 100 RBIs, but he is a guy that is going to make a lot of contact. That's the hope is that the strikeout rate will be low and that he's going to be able to get on base. And that's what they want to do is kind of kind of be more dynamic, get the ball. And, and they've done it this year a little bit, but unfortunately they're hitting it on the ball too much and they're grounding into a lot of double plays and stuff like that. But that's what they're looking to do is they're looking to um, have guys that can make contact. Uh, Nick Magical is another guy that they acquired for Craig Kimbrell last year, stuff like that. But they want, they want guys that are, are good contact hitters and not – that's what they felt was the problem in the postseason is all these guys, they couldn't score – you know – they couldn't find a way to manufacture runs, and I think they're looking more that route. All right, you know, I got. I, yeah, go ahead. I really quick. You were right. I made the mistake on that. Alcantara came. Alcantara came on the Rizzo deal. Yeah. And Alexander Canario came with Caleb Killian, and he is ninth in the season, uh, ninth on their prospect list. And he did start the year in Tennessee, but has moved up to AAA. And again, now you got two top ten picks out of that whole situation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is something that, um, you know, no one's in San Francisco is thinking about that now, but if it goes a certain way over the next three years, that's the kind of deal that actually, I mean, it was applauded heavily at the time and I, and I still would, I mean, Canario was a, a, a prospect. I, I think he was on the back end of the top 10, even in the giants organization, but that's a deal you make when you're in the middle of a 100 plus win season for sure. But you know, I could liken that deal to an Andrew McCutcheon deal that the Giants made years ago, uh, which turned into Brian Reynolds being a mainstay in the outfield for the Pirates and a guy that the Giants would love to have back. So we'll see. We'll see if Canario uh, becomes that kind of player in the future for the Cubs. 
a couple other things I want to I want to chat with you guys because um, I think that your market and our market are I guess two of the three markets that should have a big opinion on this. John Heyman and others have mentioned this, but in the middle of this Aaron Judge home run run, John Heyman now has made the statement a number of times: if he gets to sixty two, that's the true single season home run record holder, which of course wipes away Barry Bonds, wipes away Sammy Sosa, wipes away Mark McGuire. And we know exactly what he's getting at, but revisionist history for me is not doable. Uh, Acting like everyone's innocent when we don't know what's, I have no idea, you know, like, sure. We get what, what Sammy and Mark and, and Barry, what we think we know they did, but, but, you know, we have no idea what's going on in the world of, of, of Aaron judge to Roger Maris to, to Babe Ruth. I just don't think, and you've got guys in the hall of fame, Pudge Rodriguez, Mike Piazza and beyond. I don't think you can draw lines like that. And I can tell you that San Francisco uh, spits on that take that, that Aaron judge right now simply needs to get to 62 to, uh, to be the new single season home run record holder, at least emotionally. How does, how does that grab you guys? Well, John Heyman's not showing his New York bias there, is he? <laughs> uh, come on. John Heyman's a regular on our show. <laughs> John's great. I, yeah, us too. Odyssey Insider. I got it. I, I'm yeah. like, right. John's great. John's great. But it's, it's his take. And I just, I mean, I disagree with it. Well, as long as he's not voting for those guys for the Hall of Fame. And again, you're right, Mark. It's his take. He's entitled to it. You know, the question is, here's the thing. Did, did Bonds, did McGuire, did Sosa hit all those home runs because they cheated? I, I, don't, I don't think so. Maybe they stayed healthy, at least in the case of uh, Mark McGuire. Um, I think Bonds just decided he had to change the focus of his game because chicks dig the long ball, right? We'll go back a couple decades. So it's also ironic. I heard today on the Cubs broadcast as I was driving out here, it's this is the anniversary of Mark McGuire actually hitting his 62nd home run at Wrigley Field. And Crowley, check my math here. I want to say Pat said 24 years ago. Has it been that long already? It'd be 98. So yeah, 24 years ago. 24 yes, years. I mean, it seems it doesn't seem like yesterday, but it sure doesn't seem like a quarter of a Come on, 24 years ago? Wow. No joke. No um, it's joke. a great – listen, Mark, this is a great topic. It's very interesting. Um, and that's why I hope Judge actually smashes it so we can just be done with it, right? Like, let Judge hit 70 this year so we can huh. just be done with it because then it'll just be about Aaron Judge. And let's hope that somehow, some way, the Cubs can steal him from New York. I can tell you that there is frustration on the Cubs fans part because we've seen how St. Louis fans have treated Mark McGuire and we've seen how Boston has treated Barry Bonds yet Sammy Sosa's persona non grata. Like he's the worst human being in the world. He hasn't been back to Wrigley, no stretch, no throat, no first pitch. It's almost like they're trying to erase his history. And that's frustrating uh, for a lot of people, you know, my age, I was in college when that home run chase was going on and, and, for a lot of people, Sammy Sosa was the Cubs from the you know mid-90s to the early 2000s. And so the fact of the matter that he's not even welcomed at the ballpark where, where it seems like, you know, obviously, you know, you wish 
that maybe and, and to sit there and put down just the players to pretend like ownership and other people didn't know what was going on oh, at that same on. time. Yeah. yeah. You know, you didn't care when the cash register was ringing and they were saving baseball after the strike. And so exactly right. Crowley preach it, man. You are, you could not be more right right now. There's no reason, like I said, you want to sit there and, 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 and criticize the records. Like you said, you don't know what Aaron judge is doing. Uh, Alex, Alex Rodriguez never tested positive for anything. We know right. what he did. We don't know what everybody's doing. And, and no, no offense, the more money you have, the better chemist you have, the better drugs you're buying. They're always one step ahead. I'm not going to sit here nitpicking on this stuff. All I know is, is, is that, you know, I just wish Sammy would get the same kind of treatment in Chicago as, as Bonds has been shown in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, and he is still very, very revered, even though everybody is, is also acknowledges um, the story and, and the way that it went. Now, in that conversation, Dustin, you just said something very interesting that I want to dive into because it feels like you guys have sort of, uh, I don't know if bought into is the right phrase, but you've accepted the fact that the Cubs are at a certain point in building back up after getting rid of all those big names last year. Are, are you feeling already ready to make an investment like Aaron Judge? Because this is a major conversation out here. Aaron grew up a Giants fan. The Giants have preached financial flexibility. They have it. In fact, if Rodon opts out and the Giants do not bring back Evan Longoria next year and they have the option to not, their payroll that is committed for next year is a grand total of $65 million. That's it. That's the Pirates, by the way. They would <laughs> need to spend over $100 million this offseason just to get back to 10th place in payroll and spending, which I feel like the Giants should be every year. You absolutely should be in this market, be top 10. So whether or not Aaron would leave the Yankees is question one. Where would he go next is question two. But I, I can tell you his name comes up on our show almost every day. Do you feel like the Cubs are, are going to make an Aaron Judge chase? I, I would think they better be in the conversation. I, I mean, absolutely. Uh, Ricketts, Ricketts has been on record, Crowley, right, saying that that can't happen again. We can't give Cubs fans the year that they had. So you better be in the market. And, again, can you imagine Aaron Judge in Wrigley Field? I mean, can you imagine how many home runs – that he will hit. I mean, he might put one on top of one of the rooftops. I mean, so I, I yes, I think they're going to spend. This is a winnable division. Th this division is not that great. They are, they are, they are a, they are a one great home run hitter and one starting pitcher away from winning that division. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to win a World Series by any stretch, but that's all they are away from this. I, I would say that you know, it, I think for Cub fans, it, it really seems like it's Yankees or West Coast with Judge. So mm. I guess nobody's really kind of gotten their hopes. But I, I remember back when Bryce Harper was you know coming up, and everyone was was reading the tea leaves, and he named his dog Wrigley, and he talked about how much he loved Chicago. Yeah. So it was like, oh man, Bryce Harper wants to come. So I, I, it hasn't felt that same way with Aaron Judge. Would I love Aaron Judge to be wearing a blue pinstripes instead of black? Absolutely. It just, I guess I haven't let myself dream that big yet. <laughs> well, we're all, we all do this, which is we try to get in their heads uh, ahead of time. And, and we, we did this, uh, we did this with Garrett Cole, who essentially has a brother-in-law on the giants where it's like, Oh, I bet he'd want to come back. He's from here. Like very rarely is that actually what drives this. We know exactly what drives this. And that's why I keep telling giants fans, actually 
They should be optimistic about Aaron Judge, not because he's from here. If you want Aaron Judge, be the high bidder. That's it. It's not about, oh, who's, who lives where, geography, this, that, the other. The Yankees made me mad. Be the high bidder. You're going to get the player 90% of the time. I, I would be happy with Aaron Judge coming there, and I, and I don't care what his dog is named. I'm, I'm absolutely, <laughs> I would be absolutely thrilled to have a, you know, and and you know, for 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 you know, you talk about these big markets. I mean, like guys like Judge, like Chicago fans, eat that up, and so, and you know, yeah. you know, yeah. it's uh, you know, we're still talking about Refrigerator Perry thirty years later. <laughs> you know what I mean? So just like those type of personalities and those type, of, you know. Larger than life figures. I mean, he would just be an absolute hit around here. Well, I'm glad you brought up Fridge because I got one more question for you guys. And that is me and many, many of my Bay Area brothers and sisters are about to get on planes and get our butts to Chicago um, because the appetizer of Giants Cubs followed by the main course of week one, Justin Fields versus Trey Lance, 49ers Bears. I need some intel. I need some intel. I've been to Wrigley once in my life. I've never been to Soldier. We're doing a fantasy draft out there this weekend. We got both games. I got it all set. I got a big party going out there. What are we doing? Where are we going? Give me the intel. So you're, talk you're talking about it around Wrigley Field. So it all really kind of depends on what you're looking for. And that's the beauty of Wrigley Field is that you can walk down three blocks and find every type of bar that you could ever imagine. So you like country music? You like country bars, country live mans? You go to Old Crow. How about beer? Are you an IPA guy, a guy that likes kind of crazy beers? You go to Lucky Doors. Uh, if you go to Brick House, you get a beautiful view of Gallagher Way, which I don't know the last time you were out here but it's this beautiful park area that we kind of have right in front of Wrigley now. Um, Nisei Lounge is the oldest bar in Wrigleyville. If you want the classic dive bar where you, it's called the Chicago Handshake. You order a Chicago Handshake. It's old style with a shot of Malor. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Malor, but it, it's something that you got to say that you tried. Um, you know, Cubby Bear and Sluggers. Sluggers has the batting cages if you want to go and, and test your luck. And they have dueling pianos after games if you want to go there and get a little crazy. Oh, man, I'm trying. There, there's so much to do and see there. And I know I'm probably forgetting someplace. But Bernie's is kind of an old school place that has some good food. They're, they're, you just have a little bit of everything right there. You, you know, HVAC has live music. Uh, Smoke Daddy's has some great barbecue. If you want some great barbecue with some beer and some they, – they had a lot of blues bands pre-pandemic. That's another fun one to go to. You just you can't go wrong there, but you you do got to go with the Chicago handshake, the old style, uh, the Malor shot chased by the old style. Yeah, that's definitely on the top of the list. You got to do that, and then really you can't go wrong anywhere on Clark Street. You want to stay by. There's nothing to do by Soldier Field, so you definitely want to take care of the uh, the fun and the uh, entertainment value over around Wrigley. No doubt about that. Yeah, and then what about at Soldier Field or Wrigley? What am I ordering during the game? Is there you got any 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 special any special thing or is it just dog and a beer? Is it that simple? It's that simple. I've seen right. your I've seen your offerings out there in San Francisco and trust <laughs> me man, you got your options here are pretty much hot dog and Italian beef. Okay. Um, <laughs> I got nothing against that, by the way. I know we named our damn podcast after one of the food items here in San Francisco, but I got nothing against anything here. 
No, no. It, 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 honestly, what I do is, is I, I eat outside of the stadium. That's that's usually my go-to. I, I've I go to so many games as a season ticket holder and been doing this for forty years. I've had plenty of dogs and plenty of Italian beefs. You can you you can go around Wrigley and you can go to Wrigleyville Dogs. You can go to um, Output has phenomenal wings. If you like wings, yeah. Output on Clark, absolutely phenomenal. If you go a little bit north on Clark, uh, north and Wave Clark and Waveland, some of the best best uh, wings that you could have is another great place. Yoxie's has got some good food, but I, I would prefer to eat outside the stadium than look around inside the stadium. Um, my gosh, I, I'm, I, I got to ask you a question. My... I got to ask you a question. Yeah. Do you know where, are you going into the bleachers? No, well, we're not sitting in the bleachers. No, no, I'm sitting, we're sitting, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. We're sitting in pretty good seats here, guys. Right, we're sitting right. in pretty good seats. Yeah. I was going to say bleachers have some options out there. They have a place okay. called hot dogs. that has some pretty crazy, uh, hot dog variations named after former Cubs players that are very foodie type hot dogs that are that people rave about. So that would be well, the bleachers has better food than the grandstand would be my recommendation. Okay. Well, maybe we'll go for a walk. Maybe we'll go for a walk. But uh, uh, I'm already planning my next weekend because that was a lot of different options. We will explore them for sure. Guys, this has been a ton of fun. Fly the W and garlic fries and baseball guys getting ready for the Bay Area invasion of Chicago. Um, looking forward to being out there and had a great time chatting with both of you. Well, we had, we had a great time too. And hopefully the fortunes of both of our teams turns around next year as quick as possible. I would like a rematch of the 2016 NLDS, <laughs> not, not, not the 1989 NLDS. I'd like, I'd like to, I'd like to redo the ninth inning of the 2016 NLDS is what I'd like to do. I, I do have one complaint about you guys, man. Did you have to do Will Clark night last time the Cubs were out there? I mean, you got to give me some trigger warning on that, man. They, 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 they tried They tried to do it a year and a half ago, and this little <laughs> pandemic thing got in the way. That wasn't the plan. So you got to give us that at least. All right, all right. I just remember that Will Clark, 1989, Will the Thrill. Jeez, killed that's, us. That's my guy. That was my favorite player growing up. And, uh, yeah, yeah, one one home run followed by an even bigger home run. Yeah, it was it was nice. Man, the boys of Zimmer – that was a fun year for us, but yeah, it's baseball's more fun when San Francisco and the Cubs are both good teams. I uh, I couldn't agree more. So there it is. Rate, review, subscribe. Garlic fries and baseball guys fly the W, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Take care, guys.